Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I got six more stories on immigration stuff. Oh, sorry. Seven more stories. And I haven't even, and I'm, yeah. I got, well, okay. I did get to one, two, three. I got to four. I got to four of them. I still got to get, I still got to get over to the uh, Ibram X. Kendi stuff and uh, the BLM stuff. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm hitting all the, all the high notes today. Um, Gosh, all right. Buckle down, Pete. All right, all right. I'm going to start with the, Piece at thefederalist.com by John Daniel Davidson. The headline, it's no accident the southern border is collapsing, it's intentional. I played in the last hour, I'll play it again here. This is Louis C.K. Um, because uh, Daniel, uh, yeah, John Daniel Davidson, uh, he has some, uh, he has a reaction to this, uh, to this clip. So I'm going to play this clip again. This is Louis C.K. on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day talking about, uh, the immigration crisis, this humanitarian crisis that is occurring at the U.S. southern border that is entirely of our government's own doing. And as I said earlier, you can stop this if you want to. They choose not to. This is an intentional policy. The The results we are seeing is what they want, which is why I said in the very first hour, send more migrants to the sanctuary cities. Keep them going. Whatever you're doing, double it, triple it. Because none of this changes until Democrats convince the administration to change course. That's the only way I see this getting corrected. Anything for, for them to just stop. They had policies before. They're not stopping. They're up there. They're literally at their press conferences. They're saying the border's under control. They're just flat out lying. You can't, so you can't even break through to the administration when they're up there saying the border's under control. They're denying there's any kind of a crisis. So now, you know what? In fact, you know what? Screw it. Not all the other cities, just D.C. Just D.C. Or any UAW auto plant. Send them there. Because they'll get jobs, obviously. Well, because they're on strike. So they've got lots of job openings, I guess. All right, here's Louis C.K. My feeling is they should open it. The border. Yeah. And just let them pour in, let everybody pour in. And and then the answer, which is, well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying, in America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle. And- all right. Let me just stop there for a second. It's He says it's weird. It's not weird, actually. It's what every nation does. What every village does, right? Well, I shouldn't say every one of them, because some of them, like North Korea, they just try to kill all of their people, try to extract all of the uh, resource value out of them as they can. Don't look at them as human beings. But if we're going from an assumption that all human beings have worth and dignity, if you're going to start from that kind of crazy position, then, yeah, your society is trying to 
let people live a safe life, let them live a healthy life, let them live longer, make them be more prosperous, make them be happy. Don't go into wars all the time. Don't get them all killed. That kind of stuff. Pretty fundamental things. It's the way societies have ordered themselves. So this idea that first off, like we're sequestering ourselves. No other country on the face of the planet takes in more people than we do. First of all. Okay. Second of all, I'm not aware of a whole bunch of Americans that are like, get me out of here. They got to flee the country, right? That's not happening either. People are fleeing their countries to come here. And we generally take a lot. You know what? Well, like you ask people how many, um, how many immigrants a year should America take in? You know what they usually, the, the, the polling comes out on this is that they usually say somewhere around a uh, quarter million to half a million a year. That's what, that, that's what most Americans are comfortable taking in. And our numbers are actually more than a million. That's on the legal side of the equation, if I remember correctly. The illegal stuff that we're seeing now, we're, we're at like four million, I think. It's crazy. So John Daniel Davidson, senior editor at thefederalist.com, he says, uh, what Louis C.K. is saying here is that there's nothing special about America. According to this view, there's no reason the rest of the world should not enjoy all of America's ill-gotten riches, right? Opening the border is the least we could do for the cause of justice. Whether it's a joke or not, the substance, and it's not, by the way, it's definitely not a joke. The substance of what he is articulating is the logical endpoint of left-wing ideology. It's what the mainstream left actually believes, and the Biden administration has been actively working to accomplish that at the southern border. This week, the border began collapsing completely in South Texas. Over five days ago, more than uh, 45,000 people illegally crossed the Rio Grande near the small town of Illegal Pass, Texas. Or Eagle Pass. Um, population of that town is 28,000. And they've had 45,000 cross into their city. In one particularly active 24-hour period, 10,000 people crossed the river alone. Customs and Border Protection shut down two international bridges to deal with the crisis. The mayor of Eagle Pass, Rolando Salinas, a Democrat if I recall correctly, declared an emergency. Um, He told the New York Post that the surge of illegal immigrants, most of them single adult men from Venezuela, has swamped the city's only migrant shelter. Many of them, quote, don't want to listen to instructions. Not all of them come in peace. But notice how the illegal immigrants in uh, Bill Malugin's footage from Fox News. Have you seen this where they're just walking along the riverside? They're calmly walking. They're not running. They're not trying to evade Border Patrol. They show every indication that they believe they're not going to be detained. And if they are, it's not going to be for long. And they're right. It is impossible for federal authorities to detain this many people arriving within such a short time frame. There's nowhere to put them. It's not a mistake. This isn't some oops. This is not the unintended result of some ill-considered policy. This is intentional. Flooding the border with illegal immigrants is the actual policy. There is no other explanation for it. All right, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the program. Pete, I've listened to you day after day bashing Biden. Yes. He's skinny. He's old. He's decrepit. I never said he's, he's skinny. Speak. 
Uh, you say all kinds of things. I never said I'm he was hurt. skinny. I, uh, I'll go back. He's not skinny. But you never bash Trump. You have never called him a liar. You have never called him a, a thief. You've never called him a crook. You never call him any anything. Mm. Why don't you pick on Trump for a while? Yeah. So would that make you feel better? Well, it would. Why? Some, some fairness. Yeah. Why? No. Bit. Why would that make you feel better, Tom? Well, because the guy is a crook and a thief. So you already believe it. And so he, why do you need me to he, say that? And he should be in jail because Tom. you should be fairness. You should be fair. Do you think that Trump is going to make this a, mon- a mar- monarchy? No. If he gets elected. We'll never have another election. No. Ever. Well, why? Why wouldn't I said this yesterday, Tom? I, in fact, I wish you had caught the program because you obviously didn't. Because I said yesterday, Donald Trump was the worst tyrant ever. He had a chance. Yeah. He had the chance to install himself as king, and he did not do so. Oh, he would have, but he didn't. Right. No, no, you can't, now, Tom. You can't say he would have if he had the opportunity and did not. He missed the opportunity, so he didn't. He. He thought he was going to get reelected, but and he didn't. He, was, he didn't. He didn't. And around. so then, when he had the opportunity after he realized that he was going to have to leave the office, and instead of packing up all of his boxes, he could have installed himself as a monarch, but he did he not. Tried. He tried. No, he he tried. Why? He how tried did he fail? Over, he 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 tried to. Uh, Negate the election. He tried to find. He requ- no, no. What, what did he do? He tried to get. He tried to get Pence, and he tried to get Congress to do that. He did not do it himself. He tried to get somebody else to do it. He tried to use them. What do you mean? What am I talking about? That's what. That's what he did. He tried to get Congress, and he tried to get Pence, and he tried to get uh, Georgia. He tried to get all these other people to do things. He didn't take the military and install himself as a tyrant. Oh, he wanted to. But he did it, Tom. Tom, do you you realize how crazy you sound right now, Tom? You're saying, Tom, Tom, hang on. You're saying that he wanted to do this thing, but he didn't do the thing that he wanted to do. No, no. He was prevented from doing them. You had Millie there. Oh, Millie. Millie stopped him. So you're believing that the BS Atlantic piece? Oh, come on. No, I I mean, come on, Tom. I'm asking, you believe the BS Millie piece? You're only one-sided. I think that that would be news to the people that have been in love with Donald Trump for seven years and constantly harangue me. Why are you giving Trump a hard time, Pete? How come you won't support Donald Trump, Pete? You know what, Tom? The reason I don't talk about Trump is because everybody else is talking about Trump. Trump has not broken my brain, and he has broken a lot of people's brains, pro and con. And I suspect he may have broken yours a wee bit, Tom. Because if you can't, Tom, if you can't understand that right now we have a president, Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, that Joe Biden is doing things right now. And you're so afraid about what Trump could have done when he had the opportunity but didn't do it. Or you're so afraid about what he might do if he wins in another year and a half. But right now, there's a whole bunch of crap happening with the current president. That's why I bash the current president. Because he's the current president, Tom. I'm not crazy about Biden. But but he's the president. He's the guy in charge. I am going to support him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and bash him day after day, as you do. Why would you? Well, first off, you're not, you don't have a radio show, so it would not have the same impact. Let's be honest, That's right? True. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I do recognize there's a difference there. But here's the thing. Right. like these, I recognize also that Donald Trump sets the, uh, sets the agenda 
for so many people in the media, and I and I refuse. I refuse. I, I know about the, the comments he made at the gun store. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You want to charge him with stuff? Charge him. Oh, look, you already did. He's got four indictments. And you know what? When he goes to trial, we'll talk about the trial. And if he gets acquitted, we'll talk about him being acquitted. We'll talk about him getting convicted. Whatever. I'm going to wait for that stuff to happen. I'm not going to sit here and say what could have happened not, and what could happen. I'm not bringing that up. I'm not mentioning any of his court dates. You said you would, that was one of the first things you mentioned was about why you call him a crook. How come you're not calling him a crook? He is a crook. In your in your view, he's a crook. Tell me. So, what has he been convicted of the crookery on things? What has he no, done no, that's been no. crookery? I go back. I go back to my days in New York mm-hmm. when Trump was building buildings, mm-hmm. and I was selling him lots, mm-hmm. I was selling him all the hardware mm-hmm. for those buildings. Mm-hmm. He never paid me. He, uh, you're not the he first one was, I've heard. And you know when I made all those arguments, Tom? You know when I highlighted stories like yours in 2015. When he was running for the primary. And you know what? I didn't convince any of the Trump lovers. No, no. When I said he was a crook, I meant when he stiffed me out of 10% of the bill. I told stories about that exact kind of business practice. And people who love Trump don't care, Tom. But don't tell me that I didn't talk about it. Don't tell me that I didn't do those things. I wasn't doing it here in Charlotte at the time. But Trump's not our okay. president right now. He's, and that's why I'm not. That's why I don't focus every show on Donald Trump. I do not want to be a Donald Trump uh, show. Everybody else can be the Donald Trump show. You, If you want more Donald Trump to hate on, there are plenty of outlets for you to go and check into. Institutions as well. But there are a lot of places you can go get your Trump hatred fill. Don't worry. If he wins the nomination, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of it here too. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? I don't know if he stuck around. Let's take a. Uh, I, I Tom, oh, you, all right, you stuck around. All right. So, Tom, let me go back to uh, one of the initial questions that I asked you, which was, why do you need me to tell you what you already believe? Because you have a platform. You already have a, a voice. All right. But so, okay. So, why? So, why do you think? Why do you think let then that? Something. No, but why do you think that me saying you said that uh, you believe Trump is a crook? All right. So, why do you believe that me saying that matters? Well, because what we need, Pete, what I'd like to hear you say is that we need new Democrats. We need new people in office. We need new blood. We can't have Biden. We can't have Trump. We can't have the establishment going from, from they don't want to be there. McConnell's too old. These guys get buried in Congress. How often do you listen to my show, Tom? I, I can only catch you um, sporadically in the afternoon when I'm in the car. Okay, so I would I would uh, uh, humbly request that uh, yeah. you uh, get my podcast. It's totally free. Uh, you just go onto any podcasting platform. Uh, you find the Pete Callender Show, and you just uh, hit subscribe, and it's free. And then it comes right to your phone, uh, and then you can listen. 
and uh, and it's only like each hour is its own episode basically, and it's it's only going to run you uh, like uh, twenty uh, or thirty minutes roughly. Um, so listen to the shows because the things that you have just said are things that I have already said. Oh, uh, Pete, if, if if I'm incorrect, by all means, I apologize. I have I have I have talked about the need for boomers to step aside and stop running for office. I've talked about all of the candidates that we see. I've uh, like I'm not a fan of the people that are pushing, you know, 90 years old being up there, term limits for the elderly and all this stuff. Sure. Cognitive problems, absolutely. I've talked about all of that stuff. Well, then, then I'm sorry, because I, I, I but, haven't heard you say that. Okay, well, that's fine. So that's, no, that's why I say you should get the podcast, and this way uh, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll, both, uh, we'll both be happier. Sure, sure. Um, but the, but the, to the point, though, of dictating the content, there are people that uh, would very much prefer that all I do is, is celebrate Donald Trump, and there are people that would prefer I, all I do is bash Donald Trump. I don't want to make this show all about Donald Trump Every single day, because that's what the media has done. And I would submit that's why Donald Trump getting the billions of dollars in free media coverage in 2016's election that helped propel him into office. And I don't think that that's fair to all of the other candidates just because Trump is very good at getting headlines and and making news. And I don't I don't want to make my show about him every single day. Well, the, uh, the few days I've listened to you, and again, only in the car, uh, yeah. only for maybe 20 or 30 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. I've always heard you talk about Trump. And, no, Biden. How great he is. Or Biden, well, I, I hear you talk about Biden mostly now. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Well, and, and because that's because he's the president right now. And the stuff he's no, doing right now is pretty freaking awful. Uh, I, I don't, this, we're not going to argue about Biden. You and I are, are not going to argue about Biden. I'm, I'm telling you, I just don't want Trump for a third, for a third go around. Mm, I, I don't either. But guess what? The Republican primary voters are going to be the ones to tell us whether or not we are. They're going to be the ones to, to dictate that. See, when Trump first got elected, and again, I didn't vote for him. And I don't like him. He's a thief. I thought maybe he could grow into the job. I thought, okay, this mm-hmm. guy's not a, a, a dumb guy. Mm-hmm. He may be able to grow into this job, take hold, listen to a few people, and be a decent president. I think a lot of people, that, yeah, a lot of people thought that. I was absolutely wrong. Yeah, no, a lot of people were too. Tom, I do appreciate the call. Uh, enjoy the chat. Get the podcast. Uh, I think uh, we'll both be happy. Yeah. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Stan says, the people who proclaim that our high standard of living in America is why poverty exists elsewhere will never answer a question. 
what is the standard of living we should all expect? Right? That's a great question, Stan. In essence, should anyone own a home or a boat or play golf? Right? Nobody should do any of these things until everybody can, right? And does that go for everyone or just all the smelly Walmart people? That's a good one. That's a very good question. Um, this is from Jennifer. Oh, that's very nice of you, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> she says, number one, some of your callers are nuts. Number two, regarding immigrants, it's out of control. Oh, also, I love your show. It's informative and entertaining, but it's disappointing hearing those folks calling in that don't love our country. There are so many great things in this country. We have to remember we need values and common sense and decent, intelligent leadership. Love you, Pete. Thanks so much, and I appreciate the uh, the kind words there. Uh, let me go over here to Mark. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hello, Pete. Hey. I am calling and just um, giving a... Uh uh, a rejoinder to Tom. Trump, as a former president, sets an agenda for the for our mainstream media as well as our sitting president does. That has always been in my uh, life of um, of being a, a following following the news. As well, much as I most can well without getting Mark most of our nauseated. most of our lives, the former presidents go away. They never. They they never reemerge, right? They they don't ever engage in political debates and make you know uh, speeches about politics. That like that's Donald Trump is kind of abnormal in that sense. Yeah, there's, but I, I want to get to uh, get to the uh, country boy logic of of something, and that's an and that's an oversight of. Maybe an oversight of U.S. Code One, known as flag etiquette, and the January 6th riot on the Capitol. You know, there's vantage points of video, and how many of the stars and bars associated, maybe erroneously, with the Confederate, with the a defunct country, and how many American flags? If there were more of the former than the latter then really, if possible, and if it's in the absence of law, what, the pre- what can the former president be guilty of in a sense of a moral trepidity? Uh, advocating unlawful assembly? Well, that was in the district. And if there's no law there, there's nothing to, nothing anymore else. I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to hear any more about it. Okay. Mark, I appreciate the call. Not really sure how we went there. Okay, but um, no, I, I, I guess that was a response to the 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 crookery. But look, Tom Tom's comment about Trump being a crook had to deal had to do with his own personal experience with Donald Trump stiffing him on contracts up in New York. By the way, Tom's not. I, I don't know if what he told me was true. He could be lying. Could be telling the truth. I don't know. But. Um, not the first person I've heard say that. He's not. I there's a uh, there's a fellow who gave uh, who put a, up a video back in 2015, if I recall correctly, during the primary, and uh, he talked. He named individuals, one of whom so, uh, went down, sold off all of his equipment, all of his property, everything, so he could pay his workers because Trump stiffed him 
and paid off all of his people and then killed himself. And that's a guy that this person on the video, he made this video like a Facebook video and he's, and he said, no, I'm not. People ask me, why won't you get behind Trump? Why won't you vote for, vote for Trump? And he said, here's why. And he gave this story and he named a bunch of other people too. So I've heard those stories as well, but people didn't care. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I like, I can't make people care about something that they refuse to care about. They don't care. They made that very clear. <laughs> I don't know. Like, why? Sometimes I swear, I feel like I'm the only person that just listens, you know? Like, they, they, they said, we don't want any of these other people. We want this guy. And I said, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And they were like, don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. And I said, okay. They don't care. Like, I believe them. Okay, man, I think the evidence is in. It's pretty clear they don't care. So what's the point? The real question that the Trump folks are going to have to wrestle with is, what do you do with the people that refuse to vote for Trump in the swing states? Because you may love them to death. You're going to vote for him no matter what. And in a state like North Carolina, Trump's probably going to carry it. State like South Carolina, Trump's definitely going to carry it. If and we get to the general, right? But what about swing states? How does Trump win back all the voters that he lost? Namely, suburban women. Where has he got them back? I don't know the answer to that, by the way. You don't either. I don't know if Trump does. Maybe they got a campaign strategy. We'll find out. But this is the thing. Like, why do we want to expend all of this mental energy trying to figure all of this out it's not even november a year out right we we don't even see the first primary until what three months from now four months from now like guys we got time let's just enjoy this space while we have it (laughs) so all right this is from hang on a second oh i might read this right now hang on oh that's a pretty lengthy email dina or dina uh All right, I'm guessing that your anti-Trump caller from earlier today respects NBC. Remember, Trump was the star of NBC's year-long popular popular The Apprentice. Indeed, I used to watch that show. Uh, When Trump threw his hat seriously into the ring for the 16 election, NBC waited and revealed before the election a secretly recorded and held Access Hollywood audio from 05. In it, Trump told Billy Bush off-color jokes about making moves on women and what they will allow famous men to do to them sexually. In NBC, after listening to that audio in 05, uh, thought that Trump was too horrible and dangerous, then why did NBC hire and keep Trump as host of The Apprentice season after season after season right up until he threw his hat in the ring for The Apprentice? Why'd, by the way, why'd they give him all of the coverage when he was a candidate, too? Only to then leak the audio at the 11th hour, like an October surprise. Well, we all know why. They thought that he was going to be the one easiest to beat by Hillary. The Hillary folks said that, right? They all wanted Trump to be the candidate. I Look, I was out there reading the polls and saying, she's going to mop the floor with this guy. And they were like, yes, we got Trump. Screw Wisconsin. I'm not visiting there. I was like, man, we're going to have Hillary Clinton again. And then Trump wins, like the dog that catches the car. And I hoped that he would grow uh, grow into the... Uh, the the role, act a little bit more presidential, you know? I was hoping that that would be the case, too. But, yeah, we NBC was one of the biggest reasons why Donald Trump became president. Um, of course, uh, 
That show made NBC a lot of money, so it was willing to look the other way for all those years. But when Trump was getting in the way of Hillary or any Democrat from becoming president, then NBC decided that audio was important and that Trump should be shunned. Yeah. Tom, you might not want to listen to this part. Um, on Thursday at 10 a.m., there's going to be a hearing of the House Oversight Committee. And uh, the committee has announced the names of the three witnesses for President Joe Biden's first impeachment inquiry hearing. Number one, forensic accountant Bruce Dubinsky, the Justice Department Tax Division's former Assistant Attorney General Eileen O'Connor, and George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley. They're going to testify as to whether Biden was involved in foreign business dealings with his son since becoming VP in 2009. Dubinsky has more than 40 years of financial investigative and dispute consulting experience. He has served as an expert witness more than 100 times. He has testified in more than 80 trials, such as those involving criminal and civil financial fraud. Eileen O'Connor, serving in the Justice Department's tax division for six years, has has overseen the department's litigation of civil, criminal, trial, and appellate tax cases. Turley, who has been uh, repeatedly outspoken about the Biden family's alleged financial crimes, has published work in constitutional law and legal theory. Um, Also, uh, Hunter Biden filed a lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani, saying that Rudy Giuliani invaded his privacy um, and uh, got into his laptop uh, and uh, disseminated all of this information about him and in clear violation of his privacy rights. So I guess it's his laptop then? All right, good. Glad we're all on the same page there. It's his laptop. Good to know. Good luck, Rudy. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. Thank you.